This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a, up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions do apply. So we'll get the details at winnbet.com and download the app today. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win a million dollars. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on 713. So probably after you boys listen to this in the car this morning, uh, where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. All right, welcome back, DJs. It's open week, man. The final major. I'm pumped, especially after last week. Get a little, get a little preview with the Scottish Open, and uh, now we got uh, the Open itself. Steve, are you ready? Oh, I think I am. I'm a little uh, scatterbrained, as we talked about in the pre-show. I booked way too many things uh, the last few days in order to, you know, prepare for the Open and then, you know, some family stuff and everything. But no, I'm doing all right. A uh, little frustrated weekend with the Scottish Open. Uh, I was on Ian Poulter. He was one shot of the platform. That's the second straight week. On the wrong end of that. And then I even had John Smoltz of the American Century Championship. And in true Braves pitcher fashion, he just blew it and choked it away in, in just horrible fashion. So yeah, I'm just I'm just feeling awesome right now, Boston Gaffer. Yeah, I completely forgot about that fucking tournament until you texted me about the Smoltz thing. I was like, oh shit, I think I made a fantasy lineup for that and checked it. It was not good. Um <laughs> it was definitely not good. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I mean, look, there's a ton of content for this week. Um, it's kind of early on a Monday. Uh, you know, whatever, man. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna break down the tiers like we normally do. We're bringing Nagel's bagels on. Uh, he can help us break it down. And uh, he told me uh, he has something to say about uh, Xander's new putting grip. So uh, we'll definitely hit on that. And uh, I just want to jump to the course preview, man, and then get well, right to I mean, it. I, I want to say one thing first, and I, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. And right. it's 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 because this is the one major where, depending on what tea time you have, can really change your opinion on guys. So we're going to break down this DFS tier and I mean, look at the weather report. Like, it's going to be windy. I'm not sure if there's going to be a wind split like advantage yet. So we might like it, say we like a guy right now. But if they're on the wrong end of the wind split on Thursday, our opinion could change pretty drastically. So we'll do our best in order to do that. We'll try and match up as far as, like, guys who are, might be good on links golf courses and pretty good here. So, I mean, yeah. I guess I'll just get right to it. So normally we would do a uh, preview show on Sunday, but uh, my co-host here decided to go to a Spice Girls concert. Uh, concert. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. So. Listen, nothing, nothing wrong with a little uh, Victoria Beckham, sir. All right. Well, there you <laughs> go. Um, so anyway, so I, we're going to combine the preview, what we would talk about between today and tomorrow. So we're going to start off today with just like a, you know, a course overview, history of it, you know, some of the features, and then just kind of generally like how top tens look like. So um, this is a very old golf course. It was uh, built in 1887 by Williams Laidlaw Purvis. And wow. basically, well, yeah. Well done. Well Thank done, you. by the way. Thank well, you. Well and basically what they wanted to do was, uh, you know, so St. Andrews was built up in Scotland. That's the big brother. You know, that's the most famous golf course maybe in the world. And so they wanted to create the St. Andrews of the South. They wanted not only the prestige, but they wanted the quirkiness of it. And they definitely got both. So, uh, you know, it, they built a golf course right on the English Channel and uh, right outside the town of Sandwich. It's the most southern remote uh, open championship site of them all. There's only like one road in. Um but they built this golf course that has a lot of quirky features. 
Um, and even like, you know, Walter Hagen, you know, he's won there twice. And he said of, um, of the golf course, you know, the first nine holes, tremendous fun, not very good golf. And, it, you know, that basically means like there's a lot of quirky links features to it. Like, um, like there's a, the stretch between four, five and six, um, like there's the famous Himalaya bunker was a big sand dune. It's a blind tee shot. You know, number five, you have like a big waste area with a couple of mounds that kind of separates the fairway and the green there. Number six, there's a giant mound where they used to tee off that you'd have to hit over. You couldn't even see the green. Um, and like, if, if you look at number nine, two, like it, it kind of, the fairway looks like when it was like extreme Ridge, like potato chips, like the big, like, like yeah, undulations yeah, yeah. and everything. But then he described the back nine of very good golf. But not very fun. Basically, the back nine is very straightforward. It's it's a little easier. It's a little uh, better to score there. But, um, you know, so they end up playing, I think, like eight or nine open championships between 1887 and uh, 1949. And they stopped going there for about 30 years. Basically, the players would complain that this thing's too hard. Like, I mean, there's so many blind shots. It's just way too quirky. Like, we, we can't go here. So it fell out of the rotation and what they ended up doing was this guy named Frank Pennick basically went in and kind of softened the golf course. So, you know, he, he basically took a lot of the old mounds and he like shrunk them down so you can see right. over them or they shifted tee boxes and they did a good enough job where they ended up having the open back there in 1981. They had again in 93. Greg Norman won that there. 2003 they had it. That was won by Ben Curtis. And then 2011 was won by Darren Clark. Um over the years, they've done some more tinkering to the golf course. A, a big complaint about the golf course is that it's really hard to hold the fairways there. So in 2003, the uh, driving accuracy percentage of the field was only 48%. And it was mostly the culprit of three holes. It was number one, number 17, number 18. Only three in 10 guys were hitting the fairways um, on those holes. So <laughs> Sounds it, like a Saturday round with us. Right. So they <laughs> end up widening the fairways a little bit. They shifted some bunkers around. And then they came in 2011 hoping that Guys, it would be a little easier to hold the fairways. Well, it didn't happen either. It, the field average is still only 48%. Like, just with how undulated these fairways are, like, you can hit a dead straight, but if it hits, like, a you know, the wrong end of a mound, it goes right into the rough there. So, and, and there's a couple other, like, really tricky features with this this place, too. Like, the greens are a lot more undulated than other traditional links courses like it, it's not quite as undulated as the renaissance club last week but it's got some decent sloping to it like and it kind of eliminates some pin positions but also if you're a really good iron player you can use some of these backboards and slopes to your advantage um and the greens are also really narrow too there's not a whole lot of room to miss on either side like you got to be really good with your irons here um and just looking at the weather forecast too it looks like there's gonna be a lot of wind pretty much all four days I mean, a lot of missed greens. You got to be a good scrambler too. And then just, you know, the thing with about links golf is it's a really slow greens. So, you know, you got to be comfortable with, you know, basically with your, you know, speed of your putts, you know, lag putting is a big feature here too. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is going to be a firm test. It's going to be tough. The weather looks like it's not going to cooperate. Uh, Gary player said that the, he thinks this is the easiest golf course. And the only defense is the wind. Well, the defense is probably looking like it's going to be there this week. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we're, we're definitely going to check back, um, you know, late Wednesday um, before it kicks off. I know I'll be up. I want to watch the start of it. Um, so I'll be uh, extra tired at work on Thursday, but yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll come back and we'll update the weather and I'll, we can update the Slack channel and I'll do my best to go on Twitter. And if we have to make any changes from anything we talked about, go ahead and do it that way. Yeah. I really wish they would just fucking release the tea times earlier, like make our lives a lot easier, but whatever. It is what I it know. Is. We'll, we'll probably get that tomorrow morning. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about just overview of just like, so I went back since 2010. 
And I mean, like they're, they're all different golf courses, but a lot of the principles of Lynx golf is kind of the same. Like it's a lot about consistency. It's about control. It's about not getting into much trouble. And the like one of the differences between like this and the U.S. Open is like U.S. Open is about like more power. It's about speed. This is more about like precision, like, you know, being a tactician, you know, being consistent. So so I went back and looked at all the top tens and where guys are ranked in the strokes gain categories, where they were in the world, like heading in. So the average OWGR of everybody in the top 10 since 2010 is 40th. And like, like, and a lot of like the earlier opens back in like the 2010, 2011, those kind of saw those random euros, like the guys we don't really see over here. Like, and, and that's just because of like how golf was back then. Like, you know, Westwood and like Donald, like all the European guys primarily based over in Europe, they would only come over here for the bigger events. Whereas nowadays, like if you're a pretty big name Euro, you're coming over here and you start to see a lot less of those random guys, like, be towards the top of the leaderboard starting about 2015. So like, it, it, like if you're looking for like a top 10 bet or like looking at like DFS looking for higher upside, like, yeah, you can go for like a lesser known European, but yeah, generally the known commodities tend to be towards the top here. So, you know, that's something to look for too. And as far as like, you know, the ball striking stats, no surprise. Like I mentioned, like it's, it's, it, you have to have laser sharp focus T to green here. And most of the guys who are ranking pretty good T to green tend to be at the towards the top of the leaderboard. The average ranking T to green is 32nd average off the T is about 53rd average approach play is about 47th and it's scrambling is 60th. And I want to talk about the scrambling because yeah. we talk about the U S open. That was the one category we kind of punted on right. because a lot of those greens are like, there's a lot of deep rough around them. You gotta get just like pop the ball out. You know, the greens are really fast. You can kind of funnel the ball to the hole. Well, because the greens are so slow here, you got to be really good and confident with how like your contact is with the ball, like controlling spin, knowing how far the ball is going to roll out. And I, I have stat that I shared with Boston Capper that, um, where is it? Oh, so where's this? Oh, all right. So 48 of the 83 qualified golfers that had PGH tour stats were inside the top 60 in strokes gained around the green and only 18 were outside the top 100. So, while it's not really a death knell, like you got to be really good, like off the team in your approach play, like the scrambling is going to be important, especially because it's going to be windy yeah. and there's going to be a lot of missed greens. So I, that's important. And then another thing, I guess, like that's interesting, too, is like you think about like, oh, uh, well, like, you know, you got to keep in the fairway here. But if you look at like the average, like driving accuracy is in the top 10, it's it's sub 100 for the most part. And you know, I attribute that to. You know, if you come to a place like Real St. George, like even if you hit the ball dead straight, you get a ball that hits like off a mound and goes off into the rough. Like it's kind of a crapshoot. And a lot of these guys, like you're not pounding driver all the time. You know, you can take less than driver. You know, it's it's a little more about control golf, and they can do enough in order to keep the ball in the fairway there. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't worry about too much about driving accuracy. But um, as far as like looking at guys overall in the field, like of the um, 83 guys who finished in the top 10, 63 were at least inside the top 70 in two of the three strokes game TD greens categories heading in. So okay. if they're pretty solid, at least two, if they got like, you know, if they're a little short in another, that's okay. If they got two, they're fine. And as far as putting, I mean, that's obviously very volatile. It's tough to putt at open championship just because the greens are really slow. They're big too. And part, a big part of strokes of um, putting well in open championship is lag putting. 
you know, making sure you get the ball to the hole, avoiding three putts. And that's not really capturing the strokes gain stats. Right. So a lot of like, it, it's all over the place as far as like guys who are putting well coming in guys who aren't putting well, like that's something you can probably, you know, throw to the back burner a little bit, ignore and kind of focus on your ball striking stats. But there is something to, and we'll talk about it tomorrow about like your form with your putter heading in that you might want to focus on for an actual winner. But for DFS purposes, maybe you're just looking for like a top 10, just a good finish. You might be able to punt on that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I agree. I think scrambling is super important. Uh, one guy that we already bet outright who will touch on now I'm terrified after going, <laughs> going to look at some of his, I know we checked all these boxes, but his scrambling has not been good recently. Um, we can hit on that show tomorrow. Um, but yeah, man, all right, listen, before we bring on uh, Nagel's bagels and start breaking down the tier, look, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience get it on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promo codes, odds, and palais are happening right now at WinBet. So get started today and you receive a special offer for up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions do apply, so get the details over at wynnbet.com and download the app today. All right, let's bring them on. The man, the myth, the legend. Thanks, Bagels. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tapper. How are you? What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing, buddy? All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Last major. So. Yeah, we're not going to talk to you again. Well, I mean, we'll talk offline, but we're not going to have you on the podcast for till the players next year. God willing. Uh, I know. Um, uh, Unless the pandemic happens again, they decide to shoehorn another like three majors in the fall. And then we, <laughs> our lives just are, they, it just never ends. We have no time for anything outside of this. No, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. That is, that is a little, that is, it is a little depressing, but it's been a long, it's been a long season. It um, has been a long season. That. Well, so. Listen, just because it's not a major, we'll have to bring him on for some bigger tournaments along the line and maybe some real shit tournaments too. spice it up a little bit. Bring him <laughs> in for the Dominican, the Punta, the Punta Cana. Yeah. De- definitely Bermuda Championship three man. We <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Who wants Sepp Strzok at ninety six hundred bucks? <laughs> oh. I, I do. I do. Um, all right. So what do you think, man? What, what are your initial leans? Uh, this week, right? Obviously, you heard the course preview. I'm sure you've listened to a ton of other course previews and things like that. You have anything that you're factoring in heavier than others off the jump? Well, I've been a little been been a little wishy washy. I just was heard everything Steve just said. I mean, this is going to play like a traditional Open Championship, right? I yeah, shouldn't absolutely. veer off of that. Would you agree with that, Steve? I absolutely like. I, I think with the wind, like, and, and this is a very quirky, weird golf course. I I, I think it's going to play. Like every other open championship. And that's why I went through the exercise, just kind of looking like how guys are doing. Like, I know they're different courses, but a lot of them have the same principles. And I think you just want to stick to that. Yeah, because I, I look back to the last three times it was played at this golf course. And you had Greg Norman put up a put up a really big number or mm-hmm. a low number. Mm-hmm. And then you had two kind of no name, not no names, but real long shot type winners. And mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that meant that, that one one year the, the the weather conditions were different, but it seemed that the stats for those uh, those years, the winners, that their best statistic was greens of regulation. So then it made me start thinking, well, maybe this course doesn't play like a traditional open. So I was a little back and forth about that, and but it sounds like after listening to all the stuff today that it's it's I shouldn't I shouldn't uh, dive too far. I shouldn't stray too far. It's like an open championship. Yeah. yeah I don't so, think, I don't, so, 
so the 1993 open championship that had really calm wind conditions. That's why I think the winning score is like minus 13 in 2003. It was really firm and fast and they had some wind too. I think the winning score was minus one. And then in 2011, it was pretty calm during the first couple of rounds. Scoring was pretty good. And then the wind picked up in the, after, in the, the, over the weekend, they got a lot of rain too. So I think, I mean, it seems like the wind's going to be there all four days. They've gotten a lot of wind or rain leading up to this tournament. It's probably going to resemble a little bit like how the weekend was at Royal St. George in 2011. That's how I see it going basically all four days. Okay. Well then I'm going to look at this as a, as a traditional open. I'm not going to go, uh, which in my, in my opinion, eliminates a lot of, a lot of players, which we're going to talk about. So yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, how about this? So we'll let, Steve, you want to break down the 10K range? Or um, why don't I go, to go last? Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump on. I'll jump on that one then. So we got Rahm at 11.3, Rory 10.9, Brooksy 10.7, DJ 10.4, and Shoffle 10 flat. So, I mean, in this category, I mean, it seems like everybody is clicking on Brooks, right? Like for good reason, though, right? I mean, he's got a tremendous track record here. Um, killer. Um, obviously he prepares well for majors and things like that. So, but 25% is the projected ownership for him right now. Um, you'd have to get cute somewhere else down below. Right. Because I mean, look, I, I've started a couple teams with Brooks and, and Jordan, right? Like click, click, like chalk, chalk. And you got to find some guys down below to make, make it go away. I mean, the fact that DJ is sub 10%, I know his form is shit or at least shit for him, but man, sub 10% DJ seems like, you know, if you're playing in the GPPs, like we're talking about, when you try to beat a hundred thousand people, you know, you're not going to get that done with clicking on Brooks and then clicking on uh Spieth. I mean, you got to make a stand somewhere. Um, yeah. I mean, they, you can make a case for all these guys. Uh, Rory, good track record, not good form as he showed last week, but I heard an interview with him. Um, I think it was the golf channel. And he was talking about being almost like he thinks he can like, basically he's almost a hundred percent free swinging now. Like he's out of his own head with it. I don't know. Um, I like Rory. I love Rom. Uh, obviously, the guy is a monster. He could have won. He could have won the Scottish Open. Kind of had a ho hum uh, back nine that day. But eleven three, it's tough. I mean, there's definitely some guys down in the sixes that um, you can you could go to to make it a little more comfortable. Uh, but if I'm picking two guys out of here, I'm gonna. I would say Brooks and DJ just for the ownership for DJ. Um, I, I mean. I'm not really fading anybody up here. Like it probably, probably Ron because of the price point. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save my opinion on Xander until, uh, Nagel's bagels, uh, uh, chimes in and, and, uh, talks to me about where, where he thinks he's at right now. What, what, what's the chime in? What, what, what do you want to talk about? Go, so like, I, yeah, so, so, I mean, so we saw that he changed his putting thing today, right? So you said you had some feelings on that, right? So he's going away from the arm lock, right? Yeah. That that listen, it, I know he's going back to his old thing, but man, I hate when guys change their putting shit like right before a major. It makes no sense to me. Well, that's what I'm upset about. That I'm upset that he did it before the U.S. Open. I right. Mean, the first time he did this was at Memorial. Right. And when I go, I go there, and I'm at Torrey Pines, and Xander's like, I'm doing push-ups, reading the greens all differently. He's putting. <laughs> he's putting like the the guy's been waiting his whole life to play the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, and then two weeks before the freaking tournament. He changes his whole putting style. I know. It didn't make any sense. I know. So yeah, yeah, fine. And then I saw, yeah, I saw yesterday that he was kind of he was putting like he used to. Yep. And people alerted me saying he's not doing the arm lock anymore. And it's like, well, 
that was such a failed experiment and it annoyed the shit out of me because I'm telling you, Capper, I watched a guy for three straight days, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. And I mean, he hit the ball. So it was so fucking impressive. <laughs> right. It was like, man, he is. His drives were just longer than everybody else. He was in the fairway. He was never really in serious trouble. He was getting great approach shots. I and mean, he had a lot of downhill pucks. Yeah. And it was frustrating because it was close and a lot of makeable chances. His stroke, his uh, opportunities gained or whatever metric they use for that, yeah. that had to be off the charts that week because he, he had an opportunity on every other hole. He was hitting the ball so great. And he had this this new putting thing and didn't make fucking anything. <laughs> so it was really, really frustrating. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad that he's going back to it. Maybe it, so he's more comfortable. This is his last chance to win a major this year. Yeah. I, I yeah. I he hit the ball so fucking good at Tory. All right. So you're so you're on board wasted. with the putting it. Change. Was yeah. I mean I said so you're on board with him going back. Like you're not nervous about him going back to it? No, I mean, okay. no, I'd be nervous if he just started putting like one handed or, or doing something. Eyes <laughs> closed. Yeah, if he's going back to the way he was putting, the way he's been his whole career, no, then no, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. It's just, I don't know why he did it in the first place before the biggest freaking tournament of his, of his life, two weeks before. It, does, it didn't make any sense. And I'm sitting there talking to his putting coach after this round on Friday, and I'm chicken shit that I didn't bring it up. Like, what are you doing? Why are we changing two weeks before? Right. Because I didn't want to have security escort me out. So I just let it be. It's probably but, a good call. Uh, yeah, thanks. But it, I, I'm not – I'm glad that he's getting rid of it. It wasn't like he was putting lights out with this arm lock. Let him, let him putt however he's comfortable and make some putts. Because if he's hitting the ball the way he did, he's going to be – he's going to be there. He's going to be there. And – I like the fact that his odds are low and he's basically the second choice behind Rom. And it's like, oh, well, Xander never wins. Why can't you can't bet him at that number? It doesn't make any sense. Yes. I that's what I need. I need I need detraction. I need he sucks. He can't play. Okay. That's what I want. So all right. So I'm, I'm, I'm safe to assume you're yeah, all right. So you're you're on Xander this week then. I am. Okay. I am. All right. Who else you like out of here? Are you fading anybody up here? I don't really like anybody else. To be, be, be honest with you. Um, okay. Normally, I, yeah, you're talking about Brooks. Uh, I, it's odd that he didn't play this last week. I, he played the Travelers, and he hasn't played since then. And if you follow Jenna on Instagram, like he's been, you know, they've been like frolicking around. Yeah. And Jenna's yeah. had like these events and charity things, and I don't know what Brooks is doing. I don't know why he's not practicing. Why he's not on the golf course. I don't know, but can I, can I interject I, as the, as the Brooks uh, historian here? Yes, he yes, never, he never plays the John Deere. He never plays the Scottish. The Travers is usually his last event before going over. Okay. So all yeah. He, yeah, but he always usually plays right. before. I know but that's usually the masters and the PGA and the U S open for the open championship. He he never goes overseas and plays Scottish. Okay. Well, maybe that's why he hasn't, I don't know. I, I mean, he finished what? Fourth like at, a, at a, I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> but he's got a couple of our top tens of twenty five percent old. He's not really an enigma anymore. Right? Oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. So, 
I don't really like I don't like DJ. Rory got cursed. And what, you think I'm going to play John Rahm? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, listen, I get it. Uh, yeah, so, wait, Rory got cursed? Oh, fuck, and a cursed? Yes. Ah, oh, shit. You didn't hear that? So, it's funny. I listened to it this morning. I texted Steve something good about, oh, because he said Brooks can't win, right? Isn't that what I texted you, Steve? Uh, I believe that's what he said. He said yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that's a good thing for Brooks. It is. No, I think he said Rom couldn't win the U.S. Open. Exactly what he said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Steve, what do you think of this? Okay. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of opinions here. I think you're, I agree with Boscombe. I think you play any one of these. I think the only guy I don't really like, and I've I've mentioned this to Capper for the last couple weeks, I I do not like what I've been seeing out of Rory. He looks flat. Um, There really is something to momentum coming into these opens, like as far as guys who win, guys who contend. He just doesn't seem like he has it right now. Like, I'm fine with DJ. The form hasn't been quite as bad as what people think. So, like, he's just been kind of hanging around. The ball striker has been a little better. He's putting pretty well, too. Like, there's some things you can like there. Um, I mean, if Xander plays his own game, he's fine. If, you know, Brooks obviously does what he does best, it's fine. Like, that's kind of thing with the open. Like, the open doesn't really eliminate anybody. It doesn't favor one particular category. If you're just playing your own game, you're playing well, then it's going to elevate you. You're going to do fine. All these guys are capable of doing it. So like, as far as like the $10,000 range, besides Rory, I don't have a gripe with using anybody. I think where you're going to try and differentiate yourself and try and like, you know, pick and choose. It's, it's actually more like under eight. Like a lot of guys between eight and 11 are really good players. And if they show up, they're going to play good. It's just a matter of who's going to do it. So, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of strong opinions on this. I mean, when we get cheap, the cheaper prices, then I'm going to actually probably have firmer opinions on who I really like and who I don't. Gotcha. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, like we talked about, right. So it's all about how you play DFS. If you build one fucking lineup, like, like Nagels, like, all right, well, you have to pick the guy up here that you think is going to win or, or score the most DK points. If you're building 20, you know, sprinkle a couple of these guys in, I wouldn't play them all, you know, maybe two or three, um, and sprinkle them out a little bit. You know what I mean? Like uh, give yourself a better shot to win. But if you're building three lineups, I would say, fuck it, man, stick by your guns, pick one, maybe two guys. If you want to get cute and down in the sixes and, and hold on to them and, and go. Um, all right. Nine K range. Nagels, why don't you do this one? This is going to have some healthy arguments, I think. Okay. Um, well, I was doing a little tinkering before we, uh, before you guys called me and I have to say, I do like, uh, do you like where I'm at? Okay. I was having a, I, we were texting before I was, I wanted to talk about Victor Hovland a little bit. Okay. Um, so let me just start there. I don't know if I like Hovland or not. And this is why. So I'm not saying I like Victor Hovland. I'm thinking about Victor Hovland and I want to talk about it. Okay. So um, we were talking before about how this is going to play. Now, if this is going to play like a traditional open that normally I would. First thing I think of is, you know, grinding out pars and short game. And that's not Victor Hovland's game, in my opinion. Uh, he's more of a. But. I'm thinking to myself, well, if Greg Norman can shoot 18 under here or whatever it is, why can't Victor Hovland shoot 18 under here if it plays that way? So it might be a product of the of the conditions. Now, he's Norwegian. I don't know what his Lynx golf experience is. We were talking about that before. Uh, it's it's tricky. It's it's a, it would be a risk. I don't know what his popularity is going to be. I don't know his ownership. He's never played in this event, but I'm not worried about his health. He's been really good in the majors. And he's a really good golfer. So I just think he's something to, he's something to think about. I want, to, I want to get your opinion on that guy. But I think everyone's just going to go to uh, Jordan Spieth, and I'm okay with that. I, uh, 
when he when he started his, this year and he it was clear clear that he was turning things around. Uh, he got all that Masters buzz and everyone was like, oh, sweet that the Masters and his number plummeted down and. That was a whole thing. Like, oh, I got, I bet Spieth at 80 to one at the Masters. And then we got the Masters week and he was 20 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, was, I, was I was one always, of those guys. So, I was, so yeah, fun. I'm sure. But I was always saying, it's like, uh, you know what? I kind of like, I think I like Spieth at the open. Let him get all this, let him get all this noise for the Masters. And then I, I like Spieth at the open championship. So I've been pretty consistent with that. And now we're here. But it, it seems that he's the guy that everyone, I know Mayo picked him, and he's the guy that people like with good reason. If the course is going to play the way we're saying, and these are the certain skill sets that you want to have, and around the green game and make some putts, and it's speed. I mean, it's speed. Do you it's hear speed. a course description? You're like, well, that sounds like a Jordan Speed golf course. So, whatever his ownership is, it doesn't matter. Like he's gonna he's gonna be the guy. These ninety seven hundred dollars is almost a free space, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, but if you want to get if you want to get ballsy. Maybe Victor Hovland. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you see what the weather draw is. Who knows? But that's why. Uh, that's what I think of the nine thousand dollars range. There's nobody else there. I don't like Bryson at all. Even at even at two percent ownership, isn't Bryson. that worth? Yeah, no, isn't the, that's no. worth a, that's worth a gamble. No, it is absolutely. It's it's worth a gamble. It absolutely is. I'm not saying go ahead. Well, I mean, it's two percent for a reason. Going to go off at 35, 40 to one. Yeah, okay. Right. Maybe you could bet him outright. What's the difference? Right. But. I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't. Come on. Yeah, no. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't like yeah. him either. I just. I'm paying Bryson. Okay, I'm with you on that. And, and what's funny is, is, so I was talking about Hovland as well. Uh, Steve, I don't think is on the same page as me. I like Hovland a lot too. It scares me a little bit with his scrambling, but he has really improved at that over the, his short game's really improved over this year. Um, I know he's never played here. I, that's why I don't think he's a good outright bet. Like Steve has at least talked me off of that one. Even though I told him trends are made to be broken, but 9,100 sub 10% ownership, a guy who can score fucking lights out. Um, and that's what you're looking for, right? And you're looking for a top five, top 10 finish um, who can score his ass off. Right. And so I think Hovland fits that mold. I like Hovland a lot as well. Um, fading, DeChambeau, nothing else to add on speed. If the conditions are the way they are, no way am I fucking playing JT. No shot. Um, I like Hatton. I always like Hatton, though. So take that with a grain of salt. Like, I, I do. He looked okay last week. He didn't look great at the Scottish Open, but he looked fine. Um, you know, he's a guy who's obviously grown up playing this style of course. Um, he's very good at it. Um, so I like Hob- I, I, I like Hatton. He's only 12% owned right now, so that's not too bad. Um, it's one of the lighter ones in this group. Um, I don't want anything to do with Louis, um, and I don't know what to do with Morikawa. I really don't. So I think I just I just stayed away out of that, and I'd rather Hovland. Okay. So it's my turn. Yep. All right. I'm going to begin with a quote, and this kind of defines my theme for the rest of the show. Okay. And I quote, when you get older and you've played enough Lynx golf, you learned how to deal with it, to accept it if you're going to be successful at it. The older the player, the more comfortable you are with those sets of circumstances. And that was by Tom Watson. And he said that in the 2011 video that I showed with you. Yeah. And basically that, that quote is all about, like, it's about age, but I see a bit more about, like, patience like letting having good mental fortitude and i pretty much can eliminate most of these guys based on that quote and kind of go to three guys who i like so read that quote i what i said does that fit bryson DeChambeau? no oh. i don't think it does does that fit justin thomas no. no i don't think that does either unfortunately does that fit tarot hatton i know he's been kind of good but like he kind of gets down on himself a lot like he's i don't know a, and he, he's, he's just angry so, 
I know he's, I know. And like, that's, this is kind of a, especially if like, this is going to be a golf course that is kind of perceived as quote unquote unfair. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know if I like hadn't a whole lot. <laughs> and then with Victor Hovland, like, like, listen, he does so well on the stats page, but there's a couple things that bug me. A, he does blow up a lot sometimes. And B, he's never contended at a major. Like, yeah, do we think, like, the Open Championship is going to be his first time really in the mix? I don't know. I mean, that's just my little hang-up. And, like, so I think, like, of the two young guns, I think Morikawa has a little better head on his shoulders. I love the, his iron play, like, in his off-the-tee game. Like, the scrambling is a little better in Hobbs. It's not great. But, like, I think he can just ball strike his way through these conditions. And I think he has – he's shown enough – where I trust him more than Hovland. And then the guys I think with the best head on the shoulders to deal with this stuff is Spieth and Uswizen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Uswizen is just, he he does really well in ugly golf. And I've seen Spieth do it well here. So those are my three guys in this range. And that's going to be a prevailing theme, what I just told you guys going forward. Like, it, it's it's not about just what's on the stat page. Like, and it kind of is. I want to be able to see, like, if you're doing well. But, like, do I think you got the head in order to keep yourself in it? Right. So, yeah, th- those are my three. And, Let's go. For okay, it. hold on one second. Let me say yeah. two things. Number one, uh, Steve, I, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, by the way, John Rahm does not have a top 10 at the Open Championship, so I, I like to vote I a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the second thing is that, yeah, Hoblin hasn't really contended in a major. He kind of has like a Rahm stat line, though. The thir- he's got 32nd, 12th, 33rd, 13th, 21st, and 30th. And right. then they had that WD at Tory. Yeah. Um, and some of those were even as an amateur. It's no miss cuts. Like he's he's good. I I, I just don't want to. If he's there, I'm I'm not saying I love him. I'm I just wanted to talk about it. I like know. I, I understand what Capper's saying. I understand what you're saying. It's a decision. I yeah. think it's a decision because for, for, he, he yeah. could pop or he can he cannot. Yeah, he, could bl- he could get blown off this course. He, like, he can. I mean, for me, the Open Championship is the one where I think you have to have some grizzle and some like history and like just some experience doing this stuff. And I, I, I just, I, I just, I, of the two, I'm going to go with Morikawa. I just, that's just a personal preference. I mean, I, I don't hate Hovland. I think he is great. I just, it's a gut call that I don't think at an open, that's going to be the big breakout for him. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to play Spieth in the nines anyway, so who gives a shit? <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, listen, before Steve busts up the uh, the 8K range, uh, listen, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on the NBA championship tickets when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for it, a price that you think is fair, and then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Last week, a PropSwap customer sold a $500 40 to 1 Suns championship ticket for 16K after the Suns went up two zip in the finals, a 30 times return for the seller, and adjusted odds of minus 400 for the buyer, where every sports book in the country had the Suns at minus 500. So with PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus caps. So go to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All right. AK range, Steve. All right. 
I mean, I know he's popular, but if I hear windy conditions, guys <laughs> are going to be trying to get up and down, missing a lot of greens. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the Torrey Pines, that weather conditions that we saw back in January. Like, I know they're totally completely different golf courses, but that turned into a contest of no one's hitting fairways, no one's hitting greens. It's just getting up and down. So I mean, that's a great for me. And like, he's actually playing. Like it's not the putter carrying him. Like his irons have been really good. He's been really good off the tee. Like it's actually in the putter has kind of been letting him down. Like I gotta think at some point, like that's gonna come back to him. And so I, I like him. Um, I mean Paul Casey, old man golf. I mean, it just I he just checks a lot of boxes T to green for me. Um I don't think this is gonna be an open where it's gonna be crazy scoring like really low where he's going to have to have a hot putter. I think he may, you know, he could maybe Henrik Stenson this a little bit, but I mean, the difference was Stenson was a lot closer to winning than Casey was, but I mean, Casey's in great form. He finished top 10 at what the U S open. I think mm-hmm. he had a top 10 before that too. He's playing good. And there is something to guys playing really well ahead of the open. So, you know, I like him. Um, I mean, I think like, you know, we're talking about the young guns, and Scotty Scheffler is doing just as good of things as Hovland and Morikawa is, and he's a thousand dollars lower. And he played very well last week. Now that was the Renaissance Club that was a little easier, a little softer, and there was no wind. But I mean, I just think that it, the guy just it really impresses me. So I'm good with him. And then I just I, I think I'm in the bag for Adam Scott this week. Like I just Ooh, got a gut okay. feeling with him. Um, the iron's been a little better. He's a really good scrambler. The putter has actually been really good. And one thing I noticed for a lot of guys coming in is like, if they're Ryan hot putters, that tends to continue. Like they have with Molinari happened with Zach Johnson happened with Henrik Stenson and Scott's kind of Ryan, the hot putter. And now he's figured it out. And his big bugaboo has been off the tee. And if he doesn't have to use driver a whole lot, he can kind of lean on like the lesson driver clubs, his irons are scrambling and he's got a great history here. So I, those are the guys I like. Okay. All right. I'll- Hmm, Adam Scott. Great. Now I gotta go dig into fucking him now, too. There's another guy I hate. There's so many guys in this range that I fucking hate having money on. Webb Simpson, Adam Scott, uh, Paul Casey. You know he's standing over a full foot putt. He's gonna fucking miss it. Like, I can't st- like I, This range to me is like nightmare fuel. Uh, other than I love Reed just like everybody else. Why wouldn't you? Um, and I'm gonna need the last time this happened, it did not work out well. I think I like Tommy Fleetwood this week. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, on paper. Um, why am I? For, listen, uh, once again, I I don't give a shit who makes me money, right? Like, I don't like him as a player for the most part because he just drives me nuts. But at that price point, here's the problem. With the bills that I keep doing, I keep coming down and I have like, I don't know, three to $400 and I'm right there. And I, I can probably get up to to Finau. I'm not playing him. I hate Webb Simpson. So maybe I should need to look a little more into Scotty and, and Scott, but Fleetwood, I mean, he looked, he looked okay last week and it's not on U S soil. Like my biggest thing is like, he plays like shit in the U S he clearly does well overseas, but when he comes to the U S he gets out to play golf. Um, so, I mean, if, if you like Adam Scott this week, I mean, Flea was basically doing the same thing on paper as Scott is like Flea was been awful off the tee, but his iron's been okay. He's a good scrambler, good putter. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm not, I'm not touching serial killer. Can't lay like that's not happening. I don't think, I, I don't know. He, do you think he's mentally tough? Do you guys think he's mentally tough? Can't lay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I see. I kind of think so too. I mean, he went a little bit. Yeah, but he went. <laughs> he went on tilt a little bit, Tory. Like that second round, he was. Like, I think he almost broke a tee box on the second round, and then he was kind of. 
but I think his last round was good, but like his third round was bad. Like I, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not of, I think he finished what T twelve at Carnoustie. Yeah. Yeah. Who did he this kill? Is, Didn't he kill Morikawa in a playoff or something? Uh, he, he, yeah, chased, some, he chased yeah. down JT and fucking Ron last year. It cost me a Ron ticket, fucker. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> that, that, was that. Was that was at Zozo. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that one. Uh, yeah, no, can't wait. He just won Memorial. Right? Yeah. Maybe more cow in a playoff I, after Ron WD. No, and no, he yeah. had those putts. Yeah. yeah, he's no, he's a he's a killer, man. He I mean, that, that's not a real. He's win. He's mentally tough. That's not a real win. That's a, that's an asterisk win. That Sunday was real. Just because yeah. Ron wasn't there, that's yeah. still asterisk win. Not a real win. It does. Not, nothing will change my mind. Don't even bother. You're missing my point. You're missing my point. Then <laughs> I know your that point. Playoff. In that playoff, it was it's impressive. It, was it Morikawa? I think yeah, so. Yeah, he beat Morikawa in the playoff. God damn. Yeah. Jeez, my brain is mush. Um, I was like, I swear that wasn't Morikawa. All right, so so you like Gantley then? No, I was just answering your question. You asked okay. if it was mentally tough. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, that's right, his so, partner, by the way, the writer. Yeah, so. I know. I know. Listen, I'm begrudgingly rooting for Team USA. I think I like the guys on Team Europe better, but I always root for the laundry, unlike my uh, Benedict Arnold. Of course. Yeah, Benedict Arnold co-host over here will be rooting for that. Europe. Made me so happy you finally admitted that because that is my point. <laughs> well, I, I even the Europeans are way more likable than the Americans. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean this. Uh, so I don't know. Whatever. We'll see who gets on the team and who doesn't. But I don't know. We'll see. Like uh, I'm gonna be rooting for the U.S. Like that's just what you do. Um, I might have to take some matchups though <laughs> to try to supplement whatever ticket I put out for the U.S. Um, all right, so that was that. So who you haven't even gone gone this one yet, Bagels? Who do you like? So uh, Steve, you the first guy you mentioned was Patrick Reed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. And that was uh, you were referencing Tory Pines. Yeah, when you did all that, you know, Hovland finished second that that tournament. I don't know if you remember. I know. Well, that I mean, mean, this this is different. Patrick Reed's played a lot more opens than Hovland has. This is I this am- is Hovland. This Hovland's first open. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I was trying to make it. Is, is anybody talking about Finau or what's his his ownership like? What, his ownership's so his ownership super like normal. It's like fucking eleven percent, whatever. Oh, that's so. No one's really. I know he's coming in off two missed cuts, but mm-hmm. his his major record is good. Is he's had a he was third and ninth his last two opens. Yeah. If everyone's gonna play Patrick Reed, I might. I might go down a little bit, and I kind of like Fina. Uh, I'm, I'm just terrified, man. He's looking, he's looked broken since Homa beat him in that playoff. Like his game has been off, like not good. He was not good at Torrey Pines, and I, I talked to him about it a little bit. Actually, I saw him, I wished him luck, and it didn't help. Uh, <laughs> and, he was, and he was bad at Travelers next week too. Yeah, yeah. So, man, uh, yeah, but is that was a couple weeks ago? He could have figured things out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I mean, I think Scotty Scheffler is going to be a popular, popular play. I think people are going to might be misled by that twelfth last week in Scotland, thinking that it's going to play. The, oh, Scotty Scheffler twelfth at you know, at a Scottish mm-hmm. Open, like it's the same thing. And we both know that's a, that's not the case. So, uh, so yeah, I just think if you have to decide, you have to make those decisions about like pick a Patrick. You pick up. You're gonna pick one, Canley or Reed. Mm-hmm. I like Finau, and I mean that group down at the bottom of uh, Scott Rose, Rose Fleetwood. Yeah, couple of, couple of English guys. Yeah, I don't know. I've been down that road so many times. 
I've been down. I've been down that Tommy Fleetwood path. I've been I've been banging the drum for Adam Scott for a year. He's yeah. got one top ten, yeah. so I I might need to mix it up, get some new blood in there. And Justin Rose was as bad a golfer as I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I followed him at Tory, and I lost so much money next week on that motherfucking matchup <laughs> because it's, of that, that wasn't my fault. I know it's not your fault. Oh yeah, listen. Do that. I know. Listen, not to do that. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, not, nothing can stop me once I hear something that I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm definitely doing that. Like, yeah, whatever. This is my own stupid generate brain. The, uh, <laughs> I screenshotted that and I sent it to Steve and I said, do not let him blame this on me. I did. Right? I told him you shouldn't do that. <laughs> exactly. I'm just saying I know what I saw and it wasn't great. And I also bet Rose to win the following week just in case I was way off. <laughs> But it was bad. It was a horrendous <laughs> round of golf. Anyway, 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 so I'm not gonna believe, I'm not gonna be playing Rose, but it, you know, it's a good range. It's a good range. I like the eights, but I I think I might get some value with Tony Finau. All right, let's uh, move on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, Finau. Who knows what he? he you know, he can catch steam, man. People love to fucking play Finau. Love to bet Finau. Like, great man, with the exception yeah. of Tory Pines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's now fine. Now I get him at half the ownership that I that he was. At the in the U.S. Open, yeah, I, I just don't feel as strongly as you do about it, so I, I'll, I'll pass on Finau this week. Um, but all right, so seven K range, right? This is where everybody makes their hey, man. This is where you're going to differentiate. Obviously, a huge range. We're not going through the whole name by name thing. I got a couple names that the Slack channel wanted to hit on. We'll make sure to hit those. Steve, remind me. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I like. I, so I'm in love with Leishman. Uh, he's the guy that I was referencing off the off the jump. Uh, that means Steve both bet outright already. Um, it's just so terrifying. Like when you look at his around the green numbers, but I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like that's not what my eyes tell me when I watch him. I worry more about the putting, um, with Leishman. I feel like he's let me down a couple of times when I've had money on him with the putter. Um, there's a great, obviously great links player, good player in the wind, good open history, pretty good form right now. And he's coming in at like 6% ownership. Yes. Give me that. Like, it, I'll take that over a 10% broken Jason Day. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. Um, so, I like that. Fitz looked good um, coming down the stretch at the Scottish Open. He's not picking up a whole bunch of steam either. Um, but I think in this range, if I got to go three guys, I'd go Leishman. <sighs> out of principle, I hate Grace. But that guy's been playing pretty good, right? Mm. Yeah. What about how, what do you think about Dietrich? Because I, I liked him last week. He played good last week. Do you think it's Do you think it's a real thing? I think you should go with your gut on him because I was wrong last week. I called him Diet Thomas Peters. That didn't work out very well. <laughs> no, no, and uh, yeah. So I like I like Dietrich, man. I mean, look, I don't know what his actual ownership is going to be because they just added him tonight. I think so. It's still showing like zero percent. Um, I like Grace. I like Poulter. I like my I like my wily veterans, man. Um, what do you think about Danny Willett? Like, I like Danny Willett. Like, I liked him last week too, and I don't think that worked out that well. Yeah, but. Danny Willett's kind of broken. You think so? Yeah, yeah, he's broken. <laughs> I mean, he's he's scrambling great, but everything else is a mess. Like he, I, I I think his best finish was at the British Masters that he actually hosted. Like everything else is no bueno. Yeah, he hasn't been great since he tweeted from a hospital bed. So maybe just wait that. All right. <laughs> well, listen, I said that shit, and then all of a sudden he showed up on a Thursday, and I got Steve <laughs> chirping at me. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking Thursday. Relax. <laughs> Let's. This is my job to chirp you on a Thursday. The <laughs> the um. All right, so I think I'm going. I'm gonna go. Fuck it. I'm gonna go. Dietrich, 
I like I like Grace, I guess. I just hate the guy. He's such a dick. Um, oh, Brandon Grace. He's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. So we uh, we were at. Uh, <laughs> Why is he a dick? He's a dick. So we were uh, me and my buddy Tommy were at TPC and uh, the drivable Pathwa, right? Hits the ball fucking right, right near us, right? And uh, we're like looking for the ball. He got mad at us because we couldn't fucking find his ball fast enough. And when Tommy found it, like up in a fucking bush, he didn't even say thank you. He just like grunted at us. Like, oh, thanks. Not, hey, thanks for finding my ball for me. I don't, I don't know what you were volunteering at the players. Or no, what? we were just fucking there watching. Okay, so, but it was during it was during the players. Yeah, it was during the players. He was a dick to my boy Tommy. Having a good day? Was he having yeah, a rough Okay, fuck him. That's it. That's all it takes for me, bud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, and I guess up top, like I said, I really like Leishman. Um, I'm thinking it's. I'll let you guys talk about if you guys are going to talk about Lowry and Fitzpatrick. I think that's a choice too. Um, I like Westwood just based on like history here, but I, I think he might be cooked, man. I think he already peaked. But at 7,500 between him and Phil, I'll take fucking Westwood. Um, so yeah, those are my guys. All right, Nails, you want to go next? Sure, I'll go. I actually, I had a, I had a close eye on Matthew Fitzpatrick. I had, uh, based on what you, based only on your preview show, because I didn't really hear, listen to a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But I just what I heard about the golf course, I said that sounds like a Matthew Fitzpatrick type golf course. And I played a double with him and Kevin Na. Oh man! Second in both. Oh. So that that kind of stung a little bit, but uh. Yeah, Fitzy. Uh, I'm good with him sometimes. I'm not feeling him this week, but uh, I just thought I'd mention that. that <laughs> uh, you know who I really like, and it's a b- bit of a risk. I don't mind the. I don't mind that Leishman bet. I think that's 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 smart. That can go either way. That can either be really good or you'll know early, right? Exactly. That or not, but. I kind of want to play Sergio Garcia. Oh, God. Um, I do. I see Steve doing a dance over there. I uh, He's been bad in majors since he's won. It's yeah, like real not, bad. It's not a secret. However, oh, wait, I got the wrong. I'm trying to pull it up here. So I, he, He's so good at the open. I'll just finish your sentence for you. Well, I know that, but it's. But he's been terrible in majors, like in general, in the last four or five years. I know his open track record is is great. I can't find it here. But I mean, he had a string of what, fifteen like missed cuts in a row after he won. Yeah, it was bad. The Masters. So he t sixty seven last time, cut the year before that, thirty seven year before that, and then two top tens, top uh, t five and t six, going back to twenty fifteen. But his last major, he finished 19th. So that was the Tory Pines. He finally, see, he, I mean, I have it up here now. He won, finished 21st, and then 37th. And then it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven missed cuts in a row, a 52nd of 67, two, four missed cuts in a row. And then at the US Open, finally a 19th place finish. So what does that, does that mean anything? That's, that's the question. And he's been so good in the Open Championship. And I don't know, man. Ryder Cup year. And Uh, he's playing Poulter. And I just – and his odds are off because he's like 50 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah. And that seems way – somebody's somebody's betting him. Yeah. Somebody's betting him because 
the guys that are 50 to one are in the $8,000 range yeah. and something's up there. And I don't yeah. know if, I don't know, but I kind of like, I think I'm going to, I might end up playing Sergio. I'm going to yeah. look into it a little bit more, but I like him. I looked, I was looking at Alex Noren a little bit. I think people are sour on him because he kind of sucked last week, but he's been good in the, the open the last couple of years. And uh, who's the other guy I was looking at? Yeah, Poulter, maybe. But I, 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 I that's a fine play. I, I mean, it's the same argument for Sergio. It's just, I Poulter think. Poulter plays better. He's playing better right now. Like, he's been playing a lot better. Well, Sergio's last, Sergio's been okay. His last, and like. Yeah, he's, the last three events he's been. Last right. three stars, 2019 to 17. That's three top 20s. And he was good in this. I don't, oh, I think that's the play, man. All right. People are gonna be. I don't know what the ownership is, but if people are gonna be talking up six, Poulter, that's nuts. If people, and what's what's Poulter like twelve? Nah, is he double. So. No, he's not double. I'll look though. Uh, he's eight. Oh, fuck. Well, that hurts my argument. But <laughs> if, if well, I've heard, I've already heard people talk about Ian Poulter, including you, a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> right. And if that's gonna be the guy coming off a fourth place finish and the Ryder Cup and. You know, a feisty Euro and playing the Open Championship, and I don't know. I'm gonna play Sergio instead of Poulter. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's some names down here, but I I think I I think I like Sergio. Yeah, I like. And Norm I don't play. like Abe Answer again, of course. No way, shocking. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I think Norris actually playing pretty well, man. Like he was getting hot with that putter. So I don't know. We'll see. I I don't I don't hate that at 7200 at all. Okay. Yeah, enormous the cut last week. Before that, he's been playing good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm with you guys on. I mean, I think Fitzpatrick and Lowry are perfectly fine. Um, Leishman, I'm with you too. That's all right. I mean, Poulter and Brandon Grace. Like, I can't really add anything else to it. So, I guess I'll just try and talk about guys. Yeah, I'm talking about. I, I mean, even Sergio. I, I like Sergio too. But I mean, he kind of hit on. So, I Cabrera is good. Jason Day is actually playing all right lately. So he's got a 14th and a 10th. I think you're just sour on him based on what happened with the US, U.S. Open that would draw. Like, didn't you, weren't you on him on something? I don't and know, then, probably. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, so Jason Day's ball striking actually been pretty good, but the putter was bad. But the putter's starting to come around. He's got a really good track record at these, at these opens, too. So I kind of like him. Um, I mean, I like Harris English this week, but not for DFS. Like, he's way too popular. Like, his, I'm more interested in that outright price because he checks some boxes of, like, trends of, like, guys who win. So, but for DFS, what is he like? He's, I think he's the most popular player in this range. Who? So Harris no. English. No, he's, yeah. he's, is he really? I think Four, he is. He's, he's at 14. Holy yeah. shit. He is. Yeah. So for DFS, I'm probably laying off. I'm more interested in the outright or like top 10 or something with him, but that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't, I see Harris English. I don't think open championship, like a grinder type guy. I no, it's, 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 it's more guys who have been hot coming in. Like they've yeah, okay. ended well, up like translating good. that to a win. Yeah, okay. so, and he's playing good. He played well the US Open and then he won. Seventy three hundred too. Yeah. And the guy he and the, he hits right. irons good, he scrambles good, and he putts good. Like he does a lot of things you gotta do well at an open. You can also miss the I, I know. I know. I'm just I'm just saying. Sorry, Steve, I'm not arguing. That's fine. <laughs> right. Um, I mean I'm with you on Norn. Um, like he does a lot of similar things that Jason Day does, so I like him too. And then, man, this is gross, but I love gross. Mm -hmm. Is Brant Snedeker cooked? Yes. Cooked? He's cooked, really? bro. I mean, he's missed two cuts in his last, like, 12 starts, I think. 10 bro, starts. Bro, we, didn't we just bet him? 
I know, but uh, listen, all I'm saying is the irons have been okay. The scrambling's really good. I know he can putt. He's been pretty good at the open. We talk about a lot of these old guys here. Like, what about Brant Snedeker? Maybe making some some noise. It's not I, don't terrible. I mean, say seven thousand dollars. I don't know. It's not terrible. It's yeah. I don't mind it. I have a guy under six is basically almost the same player. Okay. So it's not, <laughs> it's not terrible. All right. All right. Well, before we move on to the sixes, so uh, a couple guys want to know. We already hit Leishman, Fitz. All right. What about Corey Connors? I mean, I'm I mean, def- was in the field. Yeah. Like, no. I'm def- Yeah. No, I'm a hard no. Corey like, Connors has a hard, atrocious short game. It's an open yeah. champion. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on. What are we talking about here? Hey, the, listen, the, the, listen. The bubble bursts on him, anyways. Yeah, I would agree. And I was a big Connors guy. Um, and then uh, they want to talk about Berger, right? I know uh, I listened to, um, I think it was Mayo, and they were talking about how he was underpriced, um, which he probably is at 7400 I, I don't, and because he's perceived to be underpriced, he's already at 10% ownership. I'd rather just stay off of that. Um, I mean, that soft ass field he just played this week, I mean, it's not like he was really even making noise there. So I'll take a pass on Berger. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Capper. I mean, you liked him at the uh, at Torrey Pines. I mm-hmm. didn't. And he right. finished the top ten. I'm surprised you're not going back to him. Daniel Berger? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did finish top ten. Yeah. Oh, um, I think about the PG I think about the PGA that he sucked. Yeah, yeah. PGA he blew. So I don't know. And so like he is underpriced, but at ten percent, and I do like a lot of these other guys down here. And I just know that's going to rise as the week goes on, as people are like, hey, uh, the, the, here's the bargain. Here's the free square. That and you know, we'll get to him. Sixty three hundred dollars Sam Burns, right? So yeah, I'll pass on him. And then they want to know about a couple of euros there in this range or one, I guess. All right. So what do you think about Guido? <laughs> I like I like Guido. I have no idea how the fuck he plays link style, though. So I think I'll probably just pass on him this week. I mean, he's a good player. I, I don't hate him. I think he's getting a lot of that Mayo bump because they've been on him for a lot. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, 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 I have nothing bad to say about Guido. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I think I think he didn't I just cash the top 20 with him somewhere. Um yeah, and then and we'll get to him in the 6K range. we get somebody else uh, that they asked about as, as well. Uh, all right, well, listen, before we go dumpster diving and, and finish up the tiers here, uh, make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free 25 bucks. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million bucks. Draft day is happening 7-13 at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, so tomorrow afternoon or today or this afternoon, if you're listening to it today, uh, Ryan Real Money Kramer will be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 hours straight you can hop on the stream and draft with him and the guys plus 15 free entries to best ball mania 2 will be given out if that wasn't enough there's a 500 draft day props contest based off of kramer that you can only enter in the app so go download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com today and use promo code sgpn i have no idea how he's gonna do that shit 24 hours he's fucking my age like this 24 hours straight i'd kill myself like this is craziness a lot of nose beers right yeah, I mean, that's the only way you could do it. I can't do nose beers anymore. <laughs> All right. Who wants to uh, who wants to start off in the who wants to jump in on the six K? I'll go first. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot here, but um, I mean, I know Kisner's popular, but I've been liking him for the last couple of weeks. You have. Um, he was good at Carnoustie. I think he's kind of peaking a little bit. So um, he's been in his irons a little better. I know he can putt. I know he's a decent scrambler, so. That's fine with me. I mean, if it's going to be windy, you just play Matt Jones, right? Matt Jones. Kind of the autoplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of falling in love with guys who are bad off the tee, but it's mostly because of their driver, but they have good iron play and good scrambling. And that's on that's Taylor Gooch, actually. So, I mean, I think this is his first open. So, I mean, I'm just at 6,600 bucks. I'm just looking for him to make the cut. I, you know, I think just with how he's striking his irons and how he's getting up and down, I think he can do that. Uh, and then, I mean, Sam Burns, 6,300 bucks. Like, I know everybody's with playing, but like, that's just, that's ridiculous. So, um, that is just the low price. So, I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of input besides those three guys. Um, so okay. yeah, that's, just, oh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll ask you about some more. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to let you go first. Cause I got, I, I got some, first. I got some euros we're going to hit. All right. First of all, Sam Burns, the last major, didn't he just like, didn't he walk off the golf course? Yes, he did. It was, it was awful. I, I, I don't know why everyone's saying, I know he's $6,300, but it doesn't matter if he's 63 or 73. If he misses the cut and we're going to play experience, guys in an open championship this is not a good fit for him and he can he can bomb out just like anybody else i don't understand the whole sam burns thing it's not automatic it's not automatic i agree it, with you okay i i i just don't understand it i don't i i okay i understand it because he's six three hundred dollars right and he's a good player right. but he can he's just as likely to miss the cut as anybody else so what yeah, do you listen, getting? I'm not saying I love him for this golf course. I'm, I'm not just, pointing out, I'm just pointing out he's a good player, much better than everybody else in this range. Like, he's the same price as fucking Troy Merritt. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. Or Chan right? Kim. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not arguing right. with you. I'm yelling at the community that is yeah. saying this guy is a free space. Must play. Exactly. Yeah. You got to play him. Oh, how no, do I, I, don't think, I don't think he's a free space. It yeah. does. Nobody's a free space ever, especially <laughs> in your first Open championship when you WD from your last fucking major. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, I like you said you like Kisner. I like Kisner too. You you mentioned you mentioned Snedeker before. Yep. And in the same like in the same boat like a, not a big hitter, round the green game, make some putts. Kisner might be in a little better form than Snedeker is, but I mean the, both of these guys are 150, 250 to one. Mm. Why not? I, yeah, I kind of like Kisner. I like Zach Johnson, but apparently he's not playing. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got the COVID. Yeah, so that was that was a bummer. What about Lucas Glover coming in hot? Uh, he finished twelfth here. He was one of these old guys that played it the last time he was here. Uh, he's coming off a win. Apparently, he's been putting a little bit better. Yep. Ball striking bastard. I don't know. Yep. No, I think that's a fine play when it's six six hundred bucks. I think that's pretty 6, good. Six hundred. Yep. I mean, just I don't. He was already in the field. It wasn't like that win got him in, right? So right. no, yeah, I think that went to Adam Long actually. I don't know if people are. I don't know if people are going to play Lucas Cover or not, but the, but that's a name. And uh, I like Stuart Sink a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was listening to all the course previews and people were talking about runoff areas, all I could think about was Heritage when I had Emiliano Grio and fucking <laughs> Stuart Sink is off the green every hole and putting off the green <laughs> and running up, nestling it up there to to a foot and tapping in. Yep. Now he's going there with where he's an open champion. He hasn't missed a cut in a really long time. He's been he's been fairly consistent in the open. A lot of like 20, 24th, 25th place finishes. I don't know. He's got he'll have his kid on the bag. I kind of like if, if I kind of like Stuart Sink a little bit. So Sink, Kisner, maybe Lucas Glover. You know, we'll dabble. Okay. But not Sam Burns automatic not, free space. Yeah, not okay. Sam Burns. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I won't be playing any Sam Burns just because. But here's what happens when I do that. Then the fucking the stupid 
chalk will hit and I'll just be bitter all weekend. Um, but uh, I'm with you with Stuart Sink. Everything he said, like that's literally what I pictured too, was the way he was putting at Heritage. And uh, he just went wire to wire on that one. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna be able to stay away from Keegan Bradley this week, 6,800. I'm going to take a pass. I'm what do we think? Thanks, man. What do you think about Richard Bland? Old Dickie Bland. I mean, what a great fucking story, right? Like old man playing well, like 6,800 bucks. You th- I mean, I think he can make the cut here. Yeah, I mean, he's on a heater. He's a good scrambler. He's putting well. He's been hitting his irons all right. So, yeah, I mean, he's long in the tooth. And, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't hate the play at all. And what do we think about the ear, man? I mean, it, it's got to be real, right? I mean, he's playing really well. I mean, he, he stormed back on Sunday to put himself back. Almost, he almost got there. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I think – I. I don't know. I think he's good. Think no, he's actually- he is. I mean, he, he is a good player. So, yeah, yeah I mean, he's playing great. I, I had nothing to add. He's hitting his iron Who are you trace. talking he's about? Well. Oh, Lucas Herbert. Did you call yeah, you see a picture of him, his ears all messed up. Yeah, I call him the ear. He looks like, um, uh, yeah, just, just look, Google a picture of him. I'm not going to Google. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> What's the price? He's at 6,800. Uh, 6, <laughs> the, um, but he's been playing really well, man. Um, and I, and I saw a lot of them on Sunday cause I was, uh, I had, uh, I had a live ticket. Yeah. And I have a lot li- cause I had a live ticket on Dietry. Um, so I was following that, uh, pretty, uh, close. And then, uh, so some of the, if his ownership's decent enough, yeah, he's certainly playable. Yeah. Now, I have a hard time though with, you know, this Richard Bland, the land of make believe. It's like, how long is this going to last? You know? <laughs> yes. Waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Yeah, you know, I get it. Trust me, I 100% get it. But that's look, it's a good story. Why not? Like, he's been playing well. Like, I, I imagine he's played a shit ton of Lynx courses. He's like fucking 48 years old. So uh, yeah. I'm sure he's got plenty of rounds under his belt over there. Um, same thing with, uh, I, yeah, it's, I mean, Gooch is fine. I, I, I like I like your thought on that. Uh, Munez can uh, go pound sand. Uh, I'm very bitter about that ticket blowing up. What What do we think of Kirk at 5%? That's too much, right? Like, Chris Kirk? Yeah. 6400 bucks. I mean, he does a lot of things you want to like for a guy over here. I don't think he's ever actually translated anything over at the Open. Or, yeah. any, or any major, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll pass. How is Keith Mitchell in this field? Uh, I think he got in for one of the... Uh, like the open qualifying series, like at one of the events. I got you. All right, yeah. so I think, I think my guys... I think my guys uh, are... Oh, what do we think about Fox again? Oh, and Armitage, your boy. That's what that's what I want to talk about. Oh, yeah, that's another guy. I, yeah. he, he, played he played pretty all right well. last week. I'll probably be going back to him again. He's been playing well. I mean, Ryan Fox, no. That's okay. it's European Luke List. I know. He played fine this past weekend. Did he? Yeah. I, I thought he missed the cut. No, he didn't miss the cut. 44th. Right. Um, okay, 44th. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. He's fucking whatever. He's $6,300. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think Armitage is a good uh, pivot off of Burns for $100 more. Mm. There's no reason to be playing all these freaking clowns that are down here. This this race, if you don't, unless you love like John Rom and DJ right. and Rory, and you want all three of those guys in the same line, yeah, yeah. there's no reason to be down here in the sixes. Listen, maybe but, some guy, some guys <laughs> like that, man. Like what? we gotta, some guys do a build like that. We gotta cover these guys. We can't just. Oh, that's re- it's re- we- it's absurd. You're building a bad lineup. <laughs> Listen, away. I actually, I actually think I agree with Nails here. I mean, like, I, like we talk about a lot of guys we like from like eleven yeah. all the way to eight. There's not a whole lot of difference between a lot of them. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I think I agree. Like, and it's it's like what I mentioned earlier. Like a lot of those top tens. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of known commodities now. 
Yeah. Like, like it's not like a lot of these euros that we don't see a whole lot and a surprise. Like, yeah, like, you know, what's the real upside though? Like 40th, 30th, Yeah. you know, maybe a surprise top 20, but you're more than, like for every one of those guys is like 20 of those other jackasses who are going to miss the cut probably. <laughs> so That's yeah, I, I think I agree with uh, our guest host here. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, listen, you do, this is my favorite. You, this is this is my always my favorite range. I like to try to find the diamond yeah, in the buff, man. Play a real golfer like Carlos Ortiz is sixty four hundred dollars. Yeah. Now, if he's gonna be one percent owned or something, yeah. I mean, why are we talking about Ryan Fox or whatever the hell that guy's name is? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Carlos Ortiz is a real golfer. Because yeah. <laughs> it sounds a lot smarter to like Ryan Fox. Yes. You know who true. I like? You understand my point? You know, who I, like? Dick, you know who I like? Talk about Dick Land. And it's like, what? or you know I what? Don't know. Play Jorge Campillo. I, I like There's him. Gotta be Benjamin Arabert. It just—it's a lot of these names, and I'm getting pushed out there because it makes someone sound pretty smart. David Duvall is in this fucking field. No, he would true. No, he would. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? All God, right. that poor guy. I can't. I can't believe they allowed him back after he took like a 17 on uh, one of the holes at Royal Port Rush. Oh really? Yeah, oh, but he yeah. still only shot. He only still only shot like eighty five, something yeah. like that. He yeah, had a great nice. round. Yeah, he was like four under after like four. And I think <laughs> actually Ryan Kramer made like a whale play of minus oh, a thousand. Sure they missed the cut, and he was like three yeah. under through four. Yeah. And he took a seventeen. That's right. Yeah, that, that was a tough go. He hit the wrong ball like twice. <laughs> not great. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> not not a, not a great look. All right, man. I think that's fucking it. You guys, go. Anything you want to add? Uh, I, got I, got, I have a lot of work to do. But, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Steve. I've been yapping. That's no, all. No, no, I don't have anything to add. I appreciate you guys giving me, uh, let me ask some questions. And, you know, the majors coming on this show is kind of part of my process. Yeah, and if Steve, I mean, you're real, Steve, you really threw a wrench. You, you text me this afternoon. You're like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I'm like, well, what the I'm not going to talk to Capper about, <laughs> about all this sports stuff. Like, I need, I need you there. Like, don't do this to me. Like, I, I, sure. I realize I couldn't skip. Yeah. I Capper and I, we could do a show. That'd be fine. But yeah. I need information. Sorry, yeah. Capper. I'm not coming yeah. to you for intel. Oh, yeah. No, no. I get it, man. Trust me. <laughs> got Google over here, you know? Yeah, exactly. Use that resource. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. I just, I just, te- he texted me that and I just texted him one of those like blank stare faces back. And he said, he was trying to give me another reason. I just sent another blank stare back. And then he was like, all right, maybe we can do it if we do it this way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, I hope it worked out for you. What do you guys think of Ricky Fowler? No. I don't know. I feel like it feel like it's just like when like we were just talking about getting cute down in the fucking six K range. I think he's just getting cute with, with Fowler. Like I mean he hasn't looked that good. Steve, weren't you on him the last couple of weeks at all? I or was. No? I've been burned so many times by him. I don't know. I don't so know. Don't, I mean no he fit, I mean he fits the profile at least short term of what I'm looking for, but uh-huh. But no real opinion I, on that. No, I don't think so. I think I would rather play Ian Poulter or Grace or Norn for a hundred dollars less. I mean, as bad as he's been, he's got a pretty good open record. I know, but is this One really day. Ricky Fowler mid to you know mid twenty tens that we're talking about here anymore? I don't know. He's only missed a cut once in what eleven appearances? Yeah. I know. And then they're not and it's not barely I mean, he's I mean a lot a lot's happened since the last time they played an open twenty nineteen. I mean a he's gonna be- a lot of bad things happened to Ricky. Yeah, and he's going to be over 10% because he's already at nine. Okay. I was just 
throwing it out there. People were talking about Ricky Fowler. I wanted to get an expert's opinion. That's what so I, was I, I think I think I would rather put a long shot flyer top twenty on him than have him ruin like a bunch of DFS lineups. Yeah, you guys yeah. gonna play Guido Migliazzi instead. <laughs> I'm not playing Guido this week. I'll, I'll probably put a top twenty on him though. But it's funny, like I so I it's hard for me. I gotta remember what I'm talking about half the time. It's like I gotta switch my brain from DFS to betting and, and back and forth. You know what I mean? Because there's certain guys who I'll go through. I'm like, oh, I really like that. I'm like, oh, but I don't like that for DFS or I don't like that for betting. So sometimes I'll, I'll get my wires crossed. I know that's shocking. No, I understand. So now it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun tournament. I'm trying to figure. You know, the weather might throw a wrench at the whole thing, and we still have to get our tea times. And boy, I really hope Rom gets the wrong side of the draw. <laughs> that would make my week so much easier. I would love that. You're putting bad karma in the air, man. That's that's not helpful. I'm telling you. It doesn't helpful. matter. <laughs> it can't get any worse, Capper. <laughs> I went to fucking Tory Pines. To, oh, it can't get any worse. <laughs> Believe me. It can't get any worse. I was uh, there. It was my it was my oh, first it nice. was my first like football bet that actually came through on a short odd. So that was nice. I was very yeah, happy congratulations. about Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm all right, pip your show, man. Tell them where they can find you. Oh, uh, yeah. Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock. Nagel's Bagels on YouTube, at Nagel Bagels on Twitter. It'll pop up. You can find me. Very easy to find. And we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to get a little bit more in-depth. We'll make, make fun of some people. And, yeah, I usually get a little fired up. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. So, yeah, Wednesdays, 8 o'clock. Nagel's Bagels. And, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Yes. It's been fun. Yeah, love having, love having yeah, you on, like, man. Can I can I say one thing about your show? So your show is going to end. Your show is going to end at about nine thirty. The open starts at one thirty a.m. Eastern time. So you have like four hours after everything the nails goes through to make sure your lineup is set. So yeah, yeah remember that it's going to tee off while everybody's still sleeping. Well, I'm not going to be asleep. I'm going to be up watching sleep. it. So Hell yeah, but yeah, make uh, sure you get your lamps in by like. Don't dick around. All right, just get them set. Well, you know, it's golf entertainment. Nobody really cares who I pick. They like to laugh at me. And that's, that's not true. That's not true. You did good last week. Yeah, I finished second yeah. in two yeah. tournaments. Nice. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Munoz and Nah. That was a good call. Munoz and Nah, yeah, yeah, it was good. I would have won my listener league if, uh, what's his name, made the cut. Oh, uh, Rinsky. Rinsky? Rinsky? Richie. Yeah, yeah. That was a tough break. You, yeah, I was on, I was on Munez as well, and I was I was very, I was like I kept texting Steve. I was like, "What day is he gonna break my hat?" He was like Saturday. I was like, "Nope, wasn't Saturday." And then he hosel rockets the fucking first goddamn hole. I was like, "There it is. All right, I can go. I can do something else now." What was it? Was he popular? What was his ownership? Do you no, know? I, I have no idea. I I don't. I didn't do. I didn't do a DraftKings for that. I did a DraftKings for Scottish Open. I but I bet him. I bet him outright at sixty six to one. <laughs> But he had no form coming in. Why would you bet him? Because I thought he had form coming in. Like my eyes, like I, I convinced myself because I like Muniz. I've, I've been on, I've been on and off of him forever. Yeah, yeah, one of your guys. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and for some reason, I thought he finished higher than he did the week before. And I like to bet like Monday morning, like quick. I like to get my quick reactions in. I remember you talking about that on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Steve was like, "No, he has not been playing well." And I was like, "Fuck." There were a couple <laughs> of guys that were up high. And then they had bad Sundays, so they plummeted at yeah. the tra- at, uh, Travelers or whatever. Because yeah. I liked Munoz. I had him, and I talked about him on the show, and I was making fun of the fact that he was coming in off of three missed cuts and, like, a T-67. Yeah. You know, he's hot now, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. But I didn't think anybody would be playing him. And it seemed like a lot of people had Munoz tickets. I'm like, why is everybody playing <laughs> Munoz? <laughs> I thought I was being sharp. 
<laughs> and I don't know. It didn't matter. I'm That's trying something different, and last week it may have worked. And <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I really like my lineup this week. All right. All right. So we'll see what happens. We'll see All what right, happens. All right, good. All right, Guys, well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. You yeah, end your show and we can talk, whatever. Yeah, All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Nagels. We appreciate it, too. All right, go read fucking Steve's articles. Uh, he's got a huge breakdown. He's got boxes and charts, and I know he's got another one coming out. And uh, he has a foolproof system on uh, being able to uh, predict the winner of uh, of the Open. Uh, I'm very confident in it. Those will probably be – I'm probably going to bet maybe a couple guys that aren't on here. But, man, I'm telling you what, that article is money. Go read it. Um, get some uh, nice videos so you can take a look at the uh, the course as well. Uh, you guys know where to find me, Boston underscore Capra on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, come to the Slack channel. It's always at the bottom of Steve's article. So go to sportsgamepodcast.com and go be able to pick Steve's brain. Other than that, we'll do the Mothership show here in about a half hour, and then we'll do our betting show tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go, boys. It's fucking open week. <laughs> <laughs>